Good morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Good morning. Boy, it is a beautiful morning. If you wrote in this morning, you see the sunrise this morning, it was just absolutely beautiful. And welcome this morning to our service. Today is the 15th Sunday after Pentecost. Today we hear about either the dishonest manager or the shrewd manager. You'll have to make up your own mind about that. Uh, today at uh, 12.30, right after second service, we're going to have a healing service here. We had one during Lent, and it was uh, uh, well attended, and people wanted another one, so we will have one at uh, 12.30 today, so we're after second service. And I just want to say one thing about coming to a healing service. You might be praying for a healing, and it might not be happening to you, because sometimes it's up to you to do something first. And maybe that something first is coming to a healing service. If you remember the gospel last week, it talked about, I think it was last week, the woman who reached out and touched Jesus' cloak and was healed. She had to do that in order for her to be healed. Otherwise, Jesus would have walked by. So sometimes, I'm not saying all the time, but sometimes it's our responsibility to do something for a healing. And, I, and maybe that something is a healing service. So again, 1230 uh, today. God is waiting for you. Any visitors with us today? First, second time, third time, 50th time, you're a visitor. Oh, stand up and introduce yourself and tell us who you are. I am John Corpatello. John, welcome. Where are you from, John? Um, originally from New York. Oh. Traveled to Pennsylvania. I've been here for about 19 years. New York? Yes. No, here for 19 years. Oh, okay, here. Well, welcome. We're more than happy to have you. And as a matter of fact, John and Joanne, the woman sitting next to him, are getting married next week. Oh. Right here. <laughs> At 1 o'clock, right? 1 o'clock next Sunday, and we'll have a wedding. And uh, uh, she'll be marrying John. I don't know why. But he's, <laughs> he seems like an okay guy, so we're going to accept him. Meanwhile, did you get a little basket, a visitor's basket? Any other visitors here today? Ma'am, are you a visitor? Could you tell us who you are? What's your first name? Dee Dee. Oh, that's very nice. That's easy for me to remember at my age, Dee Dee. Yeah, so we have a, a visitor's bag for you as well. And where are you from? Well, good, take a rest. Relax and enjoy the service today. I hope it's meaningful. I just want to say thank you to everybody who did work last week for God's work, our hands. It was very successful, and uh, it was wonderful seeing everybody pitching in like that. Just a reminder, or this might be the first time you're hearing this news, but next week at 9.30, we'll, that's between services, we're going to have a live shooter presentation by the Sheriff's Department. So this... It's sad that we have to have something like this, but it is the, our times that we live in that we have to be prepared. So that will be at 9.30, so after the first service next week. I hate to end on that note. Let's, let me end on a different note. Do you feel your faith? Do you feel your faith? Say yes. yes. All right, amen. Let us prepare our hearts for service.
please rise and face the baptismal font where we begin our lives as Christians. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved... Your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us and for his sake, God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You are my all in all. You are my strength when I am weak. You are the treasure that I seek. You are my all in all. Seeking you as a precious jewel, Lord, to give up, I'd be a fool. You are my all in
an old favorite, Days of Elijah. Haven't done this one in a while. Trust me, call if you 
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
Let us pray together. God among us, we gather in the name of your Son to learn love for one another. Keep our feet from evil paths, turn our minds to your wisdom, and our hearts to the grace revealed in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The first reading is from Amos chapter 8. Hear this, you that trample on the needy, and bring to ruin the poor of the land, saying, When will the new moon be over, so that we may sell grain, and the Sabbath, so that we may offer wheat for sale? We will make the ephah small, and the shekel great, and practice deceit with false balances, buying the poor for silver, and the needy for a pair of sandals, and selling the sweepings of the wheat. The Lord has sworn by the pride of Jacob, surely I will never forget any of their deeds. The word of the Lord. The second reading is from 1 Timothy chapter 2. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for everyone, for kings and all who are in high positions, so that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and dignity. This is right and is acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God. There is also one mediator between God and humankind, Christ Jesus, himself human, who gave himself a ransom for all. This was attested at the right time. For this I was appointed a herald and an apostle. I am telling the truth. I am not lying, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. The word of the Lord. Gospel according to St. Luke. Then Jesus said to the disciples, There was a rich man who had a manager, and charges were brought to him that this man was squandering his property. So he summoned him and said to him, What is this that I hear about you? Give me an accounting of your management because you cannot be my manager any longer. Then the manager said to himself, What will I do? What will I do now that my master is taking the position away from me? I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg. I have decided what to do so that when I am dismissed as manager, people may welcome me into their homes. So summoning his master's debtors one by one, he asked the first, how much do you owe my master? He answered, a hundred jugs of olive oil. He said to him, take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it 50. Then he asked another, and how much do you owe? He replied, a hundred containers of wheat. He said to him, take your bill and make it 80. 
and his master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than with the children of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of dishonest wealth so that when it is gone, they may welcome you into their eternal homes. Whoever is faithful in a very little is faithful also in much. And whoever is dishonest in a very little is dishonest also in much. If then you have not been faithful with the dishonest wealth, who will entrust to you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful with what belongs to another, who will give you what is your own? No slave can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. First of all, let me apologize this morning because I noticed that sometimes I sing the wrong line of the song, of the hymn. So, and I'm not ashamed to sing it out, but it, it, I apologize for that if that confused anyone. For the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. Grace, peace, and love from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, it's well known throughout the Christian churches that follow the common lectionary. That is where we all are reading the same three-year cycle of readings. That this gospel, this gospel reading is one of the hardest to discern Jesus' message. It's like the Food Channel show, Chopped where chefs are given a basket that has a few unrelated items, a donut, a bag of Twizzlers, broccoli, and a chicken leg. And from there, they are to make a gourmet meal. I've prayed this week for some inspiration. I've looked at the Old Testament readings and the letter from Timothy that you've heard this morning as options for a sermon, but my thoughts keep coming back to this reading from Luke and Rodney Dangerfield. Now, if you can get to Jesus from Rodney Dangerfield, you can get to Jesus from anywhere. You all remember the comedian Rodney Dangerfield? You know, I don't get no respect. Always with the down and out style of comedy. Well, Rodney had a club in Manhattan on 61st Street, almost under the Queensboro Bridge. It was easy for me to get to, and if you had company coming from out of town, you would always want to get up to Rodney's place for a good laugh, and there was no cover or minimum, which made it even better. But one night I heard him tell a story that reminded me of this gospel. Rodney said that he borrowed $1,000 from a loan shark and was paying him off $100 a week. After a year of this, he said to the loan shark, I borrowed $1,000 from you, and I've been paying you $100 a week for over a year. So how much do I owe you? The loan shark said $1,000. What the loan shark was referring to and what Rodney had paid was the vigorish or the absurd interest on the loan. And it brings me to the lesson in today's gospel. And if you look in your Bible, you might notice something interesting 
If you look in a newer translation of the Bible, like the New International Version, the NIV, it titles the story, The Parable of the Shrewd Manager. However, if you look at an older translation of the Bible, like the one up here, my first study Bible, or my first study Bible, it titles the story, The Dishonest Manager. And this gospel is a message from Jesus because the gospel begins with, and Jesus said. So it's from his mouth to our ears. It is a message intended for his followers, his disciples, us. So what is it? Is the manager being dishonest? Or is the manager being shrewd? Let's talk about what happened. Well, there are many admonitions in the Bible that say you may not charge interest to God's people. But did some people charge interest anyway? Did we ever break a law? Did you ever drive in a 60 mile an hour zone, 65 or 70? Did God's people probably not adhere to all the 613 mitzvot in the Mishnah, the Jewish law? One might think that they might have missed one or two. However, there is no admonition against charging a commission for services rendered and goods obtained. But if the manager was just charging a commission, then why would he originally be called the dishonest manager? It would not be dishonest to charge a commission, so I think we're still dealing with a high interest charging dishonest loan shark of a manager. And by the way, the Hebrew word certainly, world certainly knew about interest. There is a word in ancient Hebrew for interest. It's neshek, neshek, which means the bite. It is interesting to note that whether legal or illegal, interest was well known to the Jews and all people of that time and place. And certainly Rodney Dangerfield felt the bite of a loan shark interest, which is called the vig, which is short for vigorish. And believe it or not, vigorish is also a Yiddish word for exorbitant interest. But in my neighborhood, we just called it the juice. With that said, I believe I've made a case for calling this story the dishonest manager. The bite was on, and the juice was charged. So how was he being shrewd, if he was being shrewd? Why does Jesus rise up this story? At first, reading the story seems confusing, embarrassing, and controversial. The crooked manager basks in the praise of his boss for sheer shrewdness and clever dishonesty. We never hear him repenting only lamenting getting caught and having to work so hard for his own best interests. No hero to us. He admits being too weak to dig ditches and too proud to beg. What is there to like about this guy? And somehow we're supposed to derive some spiritual sense from it all. But somewhere in this passage, we must find the key to unlocking the treasure of its meaning for us. Perhaps it's here in the eighth verse. And his master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. 
Let's look carefully here. His dishonesty was not praised. His cheating was not commended. His usury at loan shark interest rates was not vilified, and nor was it held up as a broken law. There was no compliment for a job well done. The master was not delighted to be built out of his rightful profits, but the manager, the manager showed some skills and was surely clever and decisive in handling the crisis of his future. And that is what I think caught the attention of the owner and caused them to applaud the manager. So here's what I think that Jesus is referring to in this gospel. Jesus knows that he is approaching the end of his earthly ministry, and he will be entrusting his ministry to his disciples. They are referred to in this gospel as the children of light. And he wants them to be prepared for what lies ahead. As we have heard Jesus say in Matthew, I send you out as sheep among the wolves, And that's followed by Jesus reminding the disciples to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Jesus is concerned about the attributes needed to preach the gospel, to build his church, to continue through pain, betrayal, torture, and death. A wise person in those predicaments sees the end approaching and makes an intelligent plan. He takes what he knows about the master, and he makes a plan that accords with the master's obligations. Make a plan. That is what Jesus is talking about. The manager today saw the end coming, and he made a plan. It is shrewd to do so. In some circles, the plan may be a budget. It is shrewd to budget because we have limited or scarce resources. We budget because we can't print money. If we could print money or had unlimited supply of money, there would be no need to budget or have a plan. I taught budget and finance in graduate school both here and in China. The Chinese words for budget is yu suan. The literal translation of yu suan is, in fact, make a plan. That is what is shrewd. It is what is redeeming in this gospel. Make a plan. And plans are not etched in stone. Plans can change and be flexible with you. Do you have a plan? a plan that is long-range, a plan to be faithful to the teachings of Jesus. It is a budget that must be made so that we can accrue what we need to get us through this life appropriate to God's wishes for us in life. It is just not a way to have enough stuff until the end of our earthly lives. As hard as we go after money and financial security, Eventually, we realize that it will fail. There are things that money just cannot do or buy or resolve, but they can be a means to an end. Money can be one of the tools in our toolbox, 
but it is not our goal. It is just a way of getting to the end. And in the end, how does the manager fail? How does the manager fare? We don't know. But the message is obvious, not about the success of the steward's plan, but that he had a plan at all. Brothers and sisters, what about us? What about our resources? Do we see the connection between our resources and the cause of Christ? Do you see the use of your possessions as having consequences? Jesus does. It is not how much we have, but the plan we make on what we do with it. Be assured God has a plan. From the beginning of time, he had a plan for us. In Jeremiah, we hear of his plan. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for peace and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And in Jesus, we hear and see God's plan. God's plan for our salvation in Christ. A plan written on our hearts. Brothers and sisters, let us go forth with a plan for our future, financially and spiritually. Let's be shrewd for Jesus, because God loves you, and so do I. Amen. Treasure. 
Let us confess our faith. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshiped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord is poured out upon us, so we are bold to pray for the church, the world, and all that God has made. For your church. God of grace, hear our prayer. For the earth. God of grace, hear our prayer. For those who are in need of food, shelter, and a safe environment. God of grace, hear our prayer. For the sick, especially Susan Bayman, Janice Daly, Gay Green, Alberta Holden, Paul Letts, Mary Lou Schofield, Lisa Strong, Bill Sutton, Ron Wagner, Leo Schussler, Kathy Lear, John Daly, Nancy McKean, Peggy Stanwick, Nancy Thompson, Ellie Praisford and those on our lips and in our hearts. God of grace, hear our prayer. We praise you for those saints who have gone before us. God of grace, hear our prayer. Since we have such great hope in your promises, O oh God, we lift these and all our prayers to you in confidence and faith through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. So with you. Share with one another a sign of Christ's peace. The Lord be with you. The 
Lift up your heart. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right our duty and our joy that we should at all times and at all places give thanks and praise to you. Almighty and merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the host of heaven, we praise your name and join the unending hymn. Holy, 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 Lord God. Indeed, holy, almighty, and merciful God, you are most holy, and great is the majesty of your glory. You so love the world that you gave your only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. We give you thanks for his coming into the world to fulfill for us your holy will and to accomplish all things for our salvation. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ, Christ is risen. risen. Christ, Christ will come, come again. again. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us now into temptation, and deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Taste and see that the Lord is good.
May the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. God of the abundant table, you have refreshed our hearts in this meal with bread for the journey. Give us your grace on the road that we might serve our neighbors with joy. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. <laughs> 